afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Drinking During Business Hours. This episode's featured wine is Lulamy Chardonnay 2016 Vintage. It's from Pays Doc. It has vibrant aromas of peach, honeysuckle, and hints of vanilla. It's medium-bodied, crisp, and textured. And if you're a Los Angeles local and if you want to find some Lulumi for purchase, you can find it from our good friends at Lincoln Fine Wines at 727 Lincoln Boulevard. And if you're not a local, just shoot me an inbox on my website and I'll let you know where you can find it. I'm so happy that I have Erica Rhodes on the show today. Erica Rhodes, actress and comedian. You may recognize her from Prairie Home Companion that she's been on since age 10. She's been making appearances on Prairie Home Companion since the age of 10. That's amazing. She's been in movies such as Plague Town, A Thousand Ways to Die, and The Consultants. And she's also guest starred in some pretty big TV shows like New Girl, ever hear of it? And At Midnight with Chris Hardwick and Modern Family. Erica Rhodes, hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And cheers. Cheers. I chose, so every week I try to find, oh, I hope you like it. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Every week I try to find a wine that best describes the essence of the personal of, of the guest, of the personality of the guest. And, and Lulu Me is a new producer. I just started, uh, it's in my portfolio, and I just recently started working with them. And it's a, it's a light-bodied, and it has a lot of complexity and a lot of elegance. Oh, that's, that's so Erica nice. Rhodes. And I like white wine. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I really like it, too. I never tire of white. I mean, I mm. like both, but it just all depends. It all depends on what I'm having for dinner. I like the name of it, too. Yeah, me, too. Yeah. It's very pretty. Kind of whimsical. Named, uh, the <laughs> winemaker has two daughters, and it's oh. named after his daughters. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I thought that was really, really Aww. sweet. So, well, we just, you know, it's so funny because I've known of you and I've seen you around town and we've been at the same open mics at Hollywood Improv and, um, but we actually did not meet until recently at your variety show. Yes. Thanks so much for coming to that. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just so well produced and original it's the first time I've ever been to a variety show where there was actually a Q&A. <laughs> and I thought that was so original and cool oh, and entertaining. Yeah, when I first started it, and I'll just say it's called the Nightlight Comedy Show for Okay, them. excellent, um, excellent. But uh, when I first started, I knew I wanted it to be like kind of different type show. And I'm still trying to find its voice, I think, a little bit. But the interview sort of came later. I was like, oh, that would be kind of fun to do an interview thing. And I've never thought yeah. I was a very good... Uh, interviewer, but you I, were great. But I think I'm getting better at it just by doing it. I'm sure you feel that way. I do. Podcasts. Yeah. You know, what really helps me is I really like to already have a rapport with my guests. Yeah. That, you know, as, as time, you know, as we transition into more and more episodes, that's not going to be the case, but thus far I've had a rapport or somewhat of a rapport. So it kind of helps. Yeah. And, you know, and I could really feel that rapport that you had with the director. Oh yeah. Of yeah. Town. Yeah, exactly. It was like yeah. the first First director I ever worked with 10 years ago. It was like the Amazing. first film that I ever uh, starred in. And so. I could feel there was a, a little bit of a paternal factor on his end. Yeah. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, he really is is the person that convinced me to move to LA. Whoa. So, okay. Yeah. So. so you're from Newton, Massachusetts. Yes. 
And we have another thing in common. Your mother is a violinist. Yeah. Do you play violin? I don't play violin, but my father is a classical guitarist. Oh, that's so cool. uh, But your mother is a professional violinist with the Boston Pops. Yes. So amazing. Yeah. Now, would you say that that kind of uh, was very influential on you in terms of getting into the arts or how did that all? Well, I mean, I started, uh, I I was going to be a cellist. I played cello. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful instrument. I know. It's, it's the best one, objectively speaking. <laughs> well, there's just something really powerful. It just has such a deep-rooted sound. Yeah. And I love the cosmetic look of it. And there's just something about a woman playing the cello, too. I, know. I just it's, think it's I'm especially... I'm just I don't have to drag it around with me anymore. Yes. <laughs> like, I had so many people thinking they were being really clever by saying, Are, aren't you, don't you wish you played flute? You know, because, like, especially when I played it, I was, like, this little girl with this huge... Carrying around this huge cello, and people always said, don't you wish you played flute? And I'd be like, no. Yeah, you, because you're original. You're a leader. <laughs> However, that, that cello must have been heavier than you. It, it is, must have yeah. been bigger than you. That's one thing I love about stand-up is it's just needs you I love that requires just you yes and like every other art form you need some sort of tool or instrument or you know even as a musician you need um like often you need other players you you know you need you do accompanist or you need like the other orchestra yeah you need need so many other things you need the music stand you need the chair you need the you know it's so many requirements whereas stand-up is just like I could use a mic, but even if there isn't a mic, we can can still do it. Yeah, you can still do it. (laughs) We've been on the stage enough where we know how to project. you just need your voice. That's it. Well, you know, a lot of our friends are having open mics in their backyards now. Oh, yeah. And I think that's really very... That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think there's something kitschy and cool about it. There could be an open mic in this backyard. There could be. It's a big backyard. (laughs) Yeah, thanks to Jason, the producer of the show, which there would be no show if it weren't for Jason. Yeah, it's a beautiful... And it's, it's really... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like going to those kind of open mics, but I always find myself texting a friend just in case I go missing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever, like, I'm going to someone's house. Um, have you met them before? No. Yeah. What time like, is it? Like midnight. Yeah. Do you know anyone else going? Not really. I'm sure like I'll recognize people there. It's, they, it's just listed <laughs> on the comedy alley. bureau. Yeah. yeah the back bureau. alley. Usually if it's on the comedy bureau, it's legit. And and it's know. it's called the murder room. Yeah, but you oh, know, the yeah, I've been there. I, I, yeah. This is when you really know you've been doing comedy for a little while. Is when you start. Re- <laughs> like some, my friend, my friend was saying, yeah, last night I did a show in a, in basically in a fireplace, and I was like, oh, I know that fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> so how did uh, the stand up comedy come about? And um, I just I I guess with the acting just felt kind of like really frustrating, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I had any control over anything. And uh, I just kept kind of hitting walls with it. You know, like I I wasn't really booking any TV stuff. I would audition and nothing. And because I grew up doing the radio show, I was so used to performing all the time. I really felt like there was like a hole where, you know, like I didn't have that opportunity all the time. I would guest, I would go on the show once in a while, but I wasn't ever like a regular on it. So it's like I really needed that outlet, like some sort of creative outlet. And so I just sort of like jumped into it and started doing it and as soon as I started doing it like certain things started falling in place and it was like oh this is way more what I'm supposed to be doing you know um I've seen your set I've you know different sets a couple of times and what I really appreciate about your comedy and your style is you're not afraid to take beats 
Oh, thanks. And, yeah. and it's really, um, I think, a, a very seasoned comic that has the confidence to take beats. Oh, sort of like thanks. a Tignataro style. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I, I think a lot of comics are petrified of silence. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And they'll kind of rush through they'll, they'll rush through. And, and, and with your jokes, um, I find them to be a, a little bit more on the um, cerebral and, yeah, and, you know they're they're articulate and they make you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they are cerebral and and so it takes them. It takes a beat, right? And you're not afraid to take to that wait beat for and you do it in this quirky <laughs> way, and then it's really funny. Oh, thanks. And I really know. I noticed it. I, I saw your set at improv, and I really noticed it as host. And that's you're you're a very very riveting host and that's oh thanks i that's kind of a rarity is like the hardest thing to me like, i think it's, it's hard really hard so like when i decide to host my own show like every time i host i'm like i hate hosting but i do think it makes you stronger comic really to host. yeah because i think it is harder than just doing a set you know now like when i do it just a set it feels so easy compared right. to hosting right like, hosting like you're a juggling a bunch of things like yeah you have to really be in the moment you have to be able to do crowd work or material depending on what the situation calls for mm-hmm. it is interesting doing things that you don't think you're good at and people saying you're really good at that because yeah. like the two things i think are not i'm not good at are interviewing and hosting and I make myself wow. do both of those things and people say you're really good at you're those really two things. You're really good I'm at like, those two interesting things. Interesting that sometimes you don't want to do the things that you're good at or like you feel like you're not good at the things that you are. you know it's it's interesting. Well maybe you know if if I feel that I'm not good at something I put more effort into it. Yeah, maybe. So maybe you have be, to be more on. You're like, on and you're prepared. Yeah. And and that could be so it's just you're shining. You're yeah. shining. I, I love that variety well, show so I'm much. I'm so happy you like How, it. It really means a lot to me because, you know, every month I, you know, I was telling you earlier, every month I'm like, should I do it or should I just stop? Like, am I getting anything out of it? I don't, you know. And then every month somehow I end up doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then, pe- but I always get really positive feedback. So I'm like, well, people seem to like it. So why would I stop doing it if people really like it? I was know? surprised at the space too. Yeah, it's nice, right? Yes. What yeah. is it called again? It's called uh, The Open Space. The Open Space. And yeah. it's like a cafe, and then but there's this really kind of speakeasy thing going on yeah. in the back. Yeah, it has like a little black box theater. I really like yeah. the vibe, and the sound quality is really good. You know, for musicians and everything. So, so how did you find? How did you source the talent? You had some big talent. Yeah, I get some of the talent through my manager because he reps a lot of stand-ups. Um, this one, who did I, oh, I had the Sklar brothers. So I've met yeah. the Sklar brothers a bunch at like, uh, festivals and stuff. So good. So they, yeah, they were really good. They were so funny. I once met them. I, I met them at Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin and we were, I think we had a show or something or, or we met at the bar after the show, like it was like a lot of comics hung out there and then they're like, we're getting, we're getting some, you know, early br- uh, breakfast. Will you come with us? And it was like 3 a.m. And I'm like, I have to do an interview tomorrow. And I was like, oh, f-. they were like, come on, you know, you're only here a couple days. So I went and we had like this fun breakfast and we hung out and then I had like an hour sleep and I show up to this interview. It was like, you know, local TV station. I was like all hungover and they're asking, <laughs> they're asking me like, have you met any other comics here? And I'm like, yeah, I had breakfast at the Sklar Brothers. I'm like, I just, and they're like, anyone else? And I'm like, um, 
just the Sklar brothers. And like, they just came up the entire interview. And like, all I talked about was the Sklar brothers. because <laughs> so I couldn't think of anything else. It was like the last memory I had, you know, <laughs> uh, but they're, they're kind of, they've been on, um, a lot of shows and yeah. I think but they're, yeah. So they're they, really nice guys. They were like so cool. They hung out after the I, show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So no, nice. I, yeah. They were, um, it was just a good vibe. No one wanted to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I loved yeah. that. Yeah, that's always a good sign. It's exactly, that it's a if people linger, otherwise, yeah, if people didn't like the show, they'll they're out of there. Yes. <laughs> they are, do not linger. Well, I really, um, I really respect the fact that you're not waiting around for people to come to you. You're creating it. Yeah, and that's kind of a common a commonality of all the guests on the show thus far. It's creatives that are just working hard and not waiting, you know, not waiting around. I mean, they're like, I keep feeling like I keep thinking, Oh, I'll do this one thing and then something will come from it. But it's mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't really happen. It's kind of like, no, you just have to keep making your own stuff. Like, it's not like you do stuff to get something from it. Mm -hmm. You do it for the sake of the doing it. And then you do another thing for the sake of doing it. And then you just keep on making stuff. That's what I'm realizing. It's like no one's ever going to just give you stuff. Right. <laughs> it, it takes a minute to, yeah. it took me a minute to get my head around that. I know. And it always perplexes me when I meet an actor, for example, and that's all they do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, goodness, good luck. I just can't you gotta, imagine just yeah, doing that. Just doing that. You kind of have to do so much more, and it can be exhausting. Exactly. What do you do for balance? I don't think I have balance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have that in common as well. Yeah, I don't think I have. Like, I'm trying, I, I'm honestly making an effort to have more balance. And one thing I've been doing is reading more. Reading oh, has fun. really been helping me because it gets me out of my head, gets me off social media, gets me off like the same patterns of thinking. I feel like I'll go, I, I'm kind of neurotic. So I feel like I'll like, I'll be thinking the same thought like all for an hour. And, and if you read, you're forcing yourself to focus on something else Yes, and it helps your brain, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't know, it's actually been helping a lot. It takes you to another place. Yeah. It's a, it, like an escape. I think I, I have to do it more with, fi- like I like nonfiction, but nonfiction doesn't, isn't really an escape. It's kind of like you're still, you're learning. But it's nice that it's a, you know, you're, you're thinking about something else besides yourself yeah, and exactly. your goals and your, yeah. I mean, I get so in my head. I know me too. And, you know, in this town and there's just so much I want to do. And I never understand when someone says they're bored. Me neither. That's one thing I, I don't get at all. There's, like, there's never enough time to do there's everything. There's never enough time. And I just get overwhelmed. And my new thing is just trying not to overly, uh, not to overdo it every day and not to cram right. too many things into one day because... Do you have a normal schedule? Like, do you wake up at the no. same time every day? I don't. I I really want to be one of those people. I want to be one of those people. <laughs> I, can't, I can't seem to be one of those... Like to me, like a lot of people are like, that's where you get balances. Wake up at the same time every day, do the same routine in the morning. And I really wish I could be like that, but I haven't figured that out. I think part of it, it, and you know, to, in our defense, I think Mm -hmm. being, being a comic and having to go either to a show or an open mic till one thirty, I know, or sometimes 2am, depending on how, you know, and the location of it. And then settling for me, like it takes me a minute to to rev down from it, right? You know yeah, whether I've done well or whether I've done poorly. I know, I, me too. <laughs> I it to really down. takes me a while too. Plus, so, I'm such a night owl. Like at night, I feel really revved up yeah. to do stuff and work, and 
but I I think I need to get up earlier though. So sometimes I get up early, but then I just don't get going with my day. Like if I don't have something I have to do. What is your process of writing comedy, writing your material? Um, I used to try to, for, well, I try to do a lot of free writing where like, I write just three pages. Have you ever done the artist way? I have. Yeah. I did that in New York. That is pretty, I think it's pretty helpful. Like at least the writing part. To the write writing. three pages. And I don't think it has to be in the morning, but just write three pages a day of nonsense. Like it can be like total junk, total trash mm-hmm. and kind of get out like whatever you're, you know, because I was saying like, you, I think the same thought over and over and over again. Yes. And to, if you just repeat that on, the, on paper, it kind of, flushes it out and then later on it's like a delayed reaction I'll suddenly get an idea and then it'll be a joke somehow you have a plethora of followers on Twitter yeah do you, what do you use do you use Twitter to write jokes or yeah I kind of do or just like thoughts that might not be jokes I use in my act but something I just want to that's kind of funny to me <laughs> yeah you know yeah in the moment I like Twitter for writing jokes because it's, yeah. uh, you know, 140 characters right. are perfect. It forces you to be succinct. Right. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. does. And it's sort of, you know, productive in that way. That's true. And you get feedback right away. You get right You're away. Like, you know yeah. if a joke bombed or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you delete if a joke doesn't do well? Sometimes. <laughs> or if I like hate it. I notice anything I write after midnight, I usually like wake up thinking, what did I just, well, that's not funny. And I'll delete it. Speaking <laughs> like of should midnight. tweet after midnight. What was your, what was your experience like at midnight? Because just watching that show, I was actually, my cousin is the editor, was the oh, editor. Oh, cool. Clark Burnett. And, um, and I, so I would go in the studio in the audience and I would watch. I would just, I was just there for the, for the free crafty. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah. It's amazing crafty. A lot of M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> but I would get anxiety for the, for the comics on the show because it, it looked like a lot of pressure because it was live. Yeah. I mean, we had some preparation before. I don't know if I'm allowed to I say that. I wondered about yeah. that. I'm not allowed to say well, that. Well, it's, it's over canceled. now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's we could, now. we could, we could divulge all their dark secrets. Yeah, but we had some preparation time. Not a lot. Maybe like an hour oh okay so it's not like you get something the day before where you can no the day of and you know but they have writers too who work with you and you kind of you go back and forth with ideas beforehand and everything it's still kind of a lot of pressure yeah the first time I was really nervous and then the second and third I, I never won I kept thinking I might win and I never won oh I was on three times it's fixed. I don't I know, know if I can say that or not, but yeah, no, I, I I knew it was fixed, but I thought that eventually they'd fix it so that I would win. Right, <laughs> I right. I can't even no. win if it's fixed. No, I actually don't know if it's I fixed, think it might but be. yeah, no. But it was uh, so that that must have been exciting, though. It that was must fun. Have, yeah. yeah, it was cool. And in terms of contacts, meeting yeah, you know, other people, it's like a good and, credit and yeah, yeah good exposure. Yeah. And what about New Girl? What was that like? Um, that because that's pretty. I didn't huge. have any lines on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I you, was well. I mean, I I was a co-star, so I, I played oh, the nurse. Well. Everyone thought I had lines because I had two kisses. I kissed. When you kiss, it's I, yeah. a co-star. I yeah. That happened to me on <laughs> baskets. Kissed. Oh really? I kissed. Who so did it's you like, kiss? Um, some guy. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. He was a uh, just a, another fellow actor. Uh-huh. But yeah, I didn't realize if you kiss, they have to give you a bump. Yeah, and they gave me I got a name yeah. and everything. So yeah, I had two kisses and like I had a name and mm-hmm. but a lot of people thought I had when I told them I didn't have lines, they're like, "You didn't?" I like you seemed like cuz I was important to the plot, you know. Yeah. But 
but then I did modern, I had a small part in Modern Family and I had a small part in Veep. So those were like, those had lines. So those that, were cool. That must have been really cool. Yeah, Modern Family was really cool. I mean, they were both, Veep actually, probably more people saw Veep than anything I've done so well, far. Well, um, definitely, I love Veep, but going yeah. back to Modern Family, kudos because they never have guest stars. That is such a cemented oh, really? yes. It's so difficult to get on that show. Oh. So kudos for that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's just really rare. So oh, if they do cool. have a guest star open, I can't even imagine the thousands of actors you probably I went know. against. And you won, Erica Rhodes. Yeah. To you. So, <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, the part yeah. was kind of perfect for me. It was like an ex-babysitter of one of the kids, and they run into me at the oh. at the um, computer store because they get porn stuck on their computer. So like, and I come up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so good to see. Look how grown up you are, and they're all freaked out because there's porn. And he's like, "That's my old babysitter," and I'm like, "Remember when you asked me to marry you? I love you, Marianne." You know, oh. <laughs> so I like do an imitation of him. It was kind of like just perfect, you know, for um, my demeanor. Now, it sounds really comedic. Would you yeah. say that your comedy kind of not typecast, but people just naturally put you in a a, a, a comic, you know, the comedy category? Because yeah, you're- I mean, it's it's probably mostly my voice. You know, I just have a comedic voice. That's one thing that, like, I, I talk about in my act, too. Like, I have a joke where I'm like, I once had a class with David Mamet, and that's true. And he was like, if you don't fix your voice, you'll never have a career. Wow. And so far, he's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you should have listened to him. Uh, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I think if I if I decided to really work on my lowering my voice, you know, I could do more no. dramatic stuff. But I think my voice makes me comedic. I think it's, uh, it's yeah, it's what makes you you. Yeah. And you have to cultivate. You have it. a great voice. Do you do voiceovers? No, I voice- don't. No, I've, and and I have such been a good told like lower voice. I've been told that it's too low. What? Yeah, no. I've been told that I have to work on my. Well, not too low, but I, I can get nasally because I'm from the Midwest. It's not nasally though. And, it's low. Uh, yeah, it's opposite so it's, of nasally. I and think. I have a little bit of us with my s's. Oh, I do too. I think. And, yeah, and that's something that I can get really mm. self conscious of I because I let cute. I let people put put that in my head. Right. And you know, we, I just I'm kind of a sensitive actor, right? Yeah. I mean, we get a little bit when it's like a criticism. Yeah, exactly. And well, plus it's like hard. It's similar to changing the way you look, like changing your vo- your voice is so much a part of you. It's like, am I going to really change that? Like, yeah, it's there's, like, yeah. And yeah, someone smart and really experienced recently told me, Sarah, you just have to, you have to embrace it like Cindy Crawford embraces her mall. <laughs> yeah. It's you. Yeah, it's that's just, that's just you. how you talk exactly. and you have to embrace it. And, that's what I'm and trying to do never think my about voice. it. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. yeah this, exactly. is, this is Erica Rhodes. It's your, yeah. your thing. It's your brand. I love it and because it adds like this quirk, you know, very quirky <laughs> kind of friendly. Yeah. That's probably familiar true. tone. Uh-huh. Oh, thanks. Well, also, yeah, a lot of actors have weird voices. I think I've noticed that more early comedic actresses yes. have weird high yes. voices like but you know if if it was it, we have to be distinctive yeah yeah that's true yeah or we're just gonna amalgamate blend, with a mass of blend in of yeah, you don't want to want to be Blending actors in not, this town yeah do you have anything coming up do you have a current 
I mean, well, um, the variety show, that's a lot of work. And yeah. It's, I, yeah. It's uh, my next one's October 30th. Oh, I October already have 30th. it booked. I've got Lori Kilmartin headlining. I love Lori Kilmartin. And I've got Deborah Giovanni on there, and she's also a headliner. And uh, Adam Yenser. And then I've got uh, the Jasons, which is like a duo funny comedic band. And Fine. then um, I'm interviewing Mark uh, Brazil, who created that 70s show. Oh, that's cool, right? Is that going to be the Q and A? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. Oh, I'm I'm there. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I met him already. He's such a nice guy. Like really, really down to earth and. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think it's. I'm excited about the show a lot. I love getting people that like are just nice people on the show. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, important. like I don't, I don't think I have a pretentious vibe about my show, which I really no, like. It's yeah. kind of like. And it's wholesome not and eviscerating hardcore roast shit. Yeah. I hate no, that. No, I don't like that either. I don't like when it's really hardcore and mean. And I don't like really <laughs> dirty shows. Like I like I purposefully make it so like my, you know, the comics I have on aren't like super. They're I'm not, not vulgar. I don't censor anyone, but I just don't have comics that are like super dirty. Right. I know? noticed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like we have the occasional F-bombs on the show here. Yeah. But I'm the same way. And yeah. my material is not vulgar. I don't really... What, okay, so what's your opinion on female comics that play that card? I just think it's too obvious now and yeah. too easy, you know? And it's like, it's become this weird, like people pretend that it's feminism when I'm like, I don't really... I don't see it as feminism. I see it as women trying to be like men, which is actually the opposite of feminism. Instead of yeah. embracing what makes them different than men... You know, and embracing yeah. their vulnerabilities and embracing the fact that like maybe they do want, you know, real relationships and don't want to just sleep with everybody. You know, instead of instead of embracing that, they're like kind of, you know, I can be like a man and trying to be all yeah. tough and everything. And I don't know. I just don't think that's real feminism. I don't think it's real feminism and I don't think it's funny. Yeah, I don't. Th <laughs> that's probably the main problem. That's the main problem. And also, you know, nothing has shock value anymore because everyone's gone so dirty and yes. so crass yes. that nothing shocks you anymore. Like I get in the, I think in the 90s, like people went through like this shock phase where it's like, ooh, you're going to talk about really edgy stuff. But now when people try to be edgy, you're kind of like, no, that's been done. That's been done. The that's shock also value been done. has been done. Yeah, I think it's everything's been done. Way so. more impressive to hit just areas of the brain where you don't see the joke going in that direction. Yeah. That's what thrills me. And something I love and more that. specific to a person's personality rather yes. than trying to be like a copycat of a different comic. Like I see right. that a lot where people are like imitating Amy Schumer, imitating yes. you know, comics that they think, you know, they look up to, but delivery, yeah, and the delivery, the of their voice, yeah, they're just and, imitating. They're not, they're, it's not their own voice, right? You know, like I have all these pet peeves about delivery, about people like going down on the punchline or da 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 da, <laughs> you know, like certain delivery patterns yeah. you hear all the time, right? I think almost I like to watch other comics, um, but I am very careful of that. I try yeah. not to indoctrinate because sometimes you can accidentally indoctrinate if you've just listened. That's because true. it's sort of like a dance. Yeah, musical. Yeah. Well, I like and, watching old comics. Like I love watching old Woody Allen or old Ellen DeGeneres. Like I really l I love loved, them. I love their old stuff. 
You so, know, I, I want to revisit the old Ellen DeGeneres because I really liked her when she came so out. So good. She was yeah, so unique. Yeah, I still unique. like her. I've, I'm a huge She's fan so of unique and yeah. so clean, but so clever and doesn't talk about sex at all. Like, it's amazing. She doesn't talk about dating, doesn't talk about sex. Like, it's like its own, like, weird kind of thing. And look where she is now. I know. And She's huge. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and she was always very, her material, her sets were just off the charts funny. Yeah. And, and without very, going individual like she wasn't mm-hmm. trying to be anyone else you can really tell she's just very true to herself and then in terms of uh actors who are your uh also, influences not to interrupt but also I just I like that she didn't get up and you know in her act it's like if she started today she'd feel like my first three jokes have to be about being lesbian she doesn't talk, you know, it's like, I feel like everyone now has to tell you who they are instead of you figuring it out on your own, yeah. you know, based on what people are interested in talking about. Like yeah. they have to be like, I'm a lesbian, I'm black, I'm yeah. a woman. Instead of just being like, I have this weird perspective on something. Like that's what I think is more interesting. Oh man, let's hang out again. Yes. I want to talk, I want to talk more about that because I have, people are pressuring me. I mean, how many times have you heard people say, tell them who you are right away. Tell them who well, you are t- right away. You can, but don't it, say it in a yeah. way that's like, I'm so a obvious. mixture of this right. person and that person right. or, you know, tell it in a weird way. But I wonder what would happen if we just, you know, yes, we take the advice, but then we just kind of do our own thing anyway, you know? Yeah, and, you should always and, do and that. And let it just organically fall where it may. What did you ask that I interrupted? Oh, I wondered who your influences were in terms of acting and like, actors. Oh, actors. Um, Anyone you admire that's taking it by a storm right now? Huh. It's funny. It's like I've stopped really caring about acting. <laughs> I like mostly just think about comedy. I can, I can easily forget about it as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, like the there are a lot of actresses so I like, but I there's nobody where I mean I love I've always liked Diane Keaton, but she's older. Mm-hmm. You know, I always mm-hmm. like the like old school act. I love I always loved uh, Sissy Spacek, Diane Keaton. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Frances McDormand. Yeah. Like those, like, oh, you're, you know, yeah, but those are, are like old school. In the, I can't I think mean, of anyone right now where I'm like, stay, though. they're I not know. going anywhere with those. I, I mean, they're so anyone. confident with their craft. Exactly. And, right now I'm just like, yeah, there's some good actors, but I can't think of any for some reason. Can you? Um, well, I'm really, uh, kind of obsessed with Laura Linney right now. Oh, well, she's Ozark. also of that same y- yeah. ilk. I just think she's, she's always been, oh, I didn't really, watch that show. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. It is. Okay. It's really good. So, uh, so yeah, I'll, Hey, all you locals, please go check out Erica Rhodes comedy variety show. It's really amazing. The date again, Erica. Um, it's October 30th, October 30th. And it's the the last Monday of every of, month. Of every yeah, and month. it's called the Nightlight Comedy Show. At Open Space. Yes. And where can we find you? Um, social media? Yeah, social website. media is probably best. I have a website that's ericarodescomedy.com, but I haven't, I need to update it. Um, so most of the stuff I keep updated is social media. So at Erica Rhodes on Twitter and Erica Rhodes on Facebook. And Erica Rhodes. Erica Rhodes 22 on Instagram. Erica Rhodes 22 on Instagram. <laughs> And she's fun to follow. Aww. Check out Erica Rhodes. Thank you for joining us. And Erica, uh, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, It's been me, a blast. Sarah. You're great. We'll hang out. Yes, please. To be continued. Let's drink some more. Let's drink. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to this week's Drinking During Business Hours. I'm Sarah J. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sarah J. Halstead. And if you liked this episode, please give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really liked it, make sure you tell a friend and every single family member. 